Listener Production. Here at Listener, we acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this podcast is being recorded today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We also pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. It's a lot, isn't it? Hey everyone, very excited for this week's episode because look, even though I have a degree in property economics, I'm very confused about a lot of things going on right now and I think it's time for me to outsource some information, but just a bit of a disclaimer here, none of this information is personalised financial advice, it is just general questions that I'm asking our gorgeous expert here, so please, if you need to have actual financial advice, go to a professional that will give you individualised info, you know? Love it. Absolutely. <laughs> so we have the gorgeous, amazing tax mermaid here, Helen. How are you going, babes? Wow, what an intro. Thanks. I'm well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm excited for this. I've got like pieces of paper, which usually I don't. Usually I'm like just, yeah, whatever. But, this <laughs> but you're is, organised. Like, you're ready to go. I feel like I'm at uni again, you know? Like I feel like, <laughs> so like I have a degree in property, but that when in one ear, out the other. Yeah, other. as uni usually does. Like 100%. I haven't <laughs> yeah. worked in the industry for like three or four years and I hated my job when I was there. What so did you used to do? I was an analyst in commercial real estate. No way. Mm. Isn't that weird? That's too weird. It's so weird. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't even with And that. I was like going to get my master's <laughs> in like, in like, what was I going to get my master's in? I don't even know crazy. anymore. Isn't that That's bad? I'm like, like, I know. Another world. Like, majored in town planning, babe. What? I didn't know <laughs> did that. You seriously? Hell? Yeah. Or minored. I'm not sure which one. See, can't remember which? what I fucking did. <laughs> I, was, I was working full time in the industry. I, I did five subjects and was also working full time. So I kind yeah. of just forgot everything and just tried to. Mm. Pass, you know, yeah, that's, to get my degree, to get my pay rise. That's uni. I always tell people that everything I've learned in my field has been on the job. On the job, base. I have no friggin' idea what the heck I learned at uni. To yeah, be no fair. idea. Yeah. So, what are your credentials for everyone, everyone out there? Oh well, look, I'm a registered tax agent. I'm mm-hmm. CPA qualified, so I'm a. <laughs> What's funny? Sorry, I've had a real issue with the coffee just then. I couldn't find it at first. I was doing this, like moving my hands around the table, and then I and then I. Went to, I was like, be cool, be cool, be cool. She didn't say it. She didn't say it. I didn't say it. And then I went to suck suck on the coffee and I just licked like probably 40 mil away from that. Oh, my God. Sorry, continue. We're going to edit that out. Sorry, just goofy backstage stuff. Um, BTS. No, Um, sorry. That's all right. Yeah, so I'm a um, small business tax specialist. So I deal a mm-hmm. lot with small business but also with individuals, um, mm-hmm. just with their all of their tax matters. Yeah, so I don't – I'm not specifically a financial advisor but because I've worked in this space, I'm obviously very exposed to uh, finance and mortgages mm-hmm. and debt and et cetera, et cetera. You can explain things to us about what the fuck is going on. I'll do my best. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so I asked everyone what questions they had because I think everyone has different experiences with money and everyone's freaking out for different reasons right now, whether yeah. it's, you know, uh, in inflation or interest rates or, you know, people that just bought a new house, mm-hmm. uh, people that are looking to buy, people that are looking to sell. So I think the biggest question that came up was in regards to interest rate rising. Yeah. So what does that actually mean for the everyday person? Because I've had a lot of people tell me, and I've thought this is incorrect. Tell me if I'm right. <laughs> um, people have been like, oh, you know, it's a good thing that interest rates are rising because then prices will go down. But my understanding is that if you're borrowing, then your repayment will still be the same or even more. Mm. 
Mm, yeah. So, so what's the situation? Who's it good for? Who's it bad for, basically? Um, okay. So there's a few things to unpick there. The reason why interest rates are rising are because we are experiencing a very high level of inflation mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So inflation is the measurement of the purchasing power that you've got. So essentially a dollar tomorrow will not buy you the same as what a dollar today will buy you. Mm -hmm. And that's the measure of inflation, right? So normally a target inflation band is between 2 and 3%. That's like a functioning, growing economy. Okay. Our inflation is 5.1. So it's like proper out of that high band, right? And so the Reserve Bank is kind of freaking out. And what's really interesting about it is that they did not expect it to be that high. Really? Okay. So this kind of like blindsided them. So... If you recall last year, the governor of the Reserve Bank was like, no, 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 we're not going to lift interest rates until 2024. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So everyone's yes. like, cool, I'm going to borrow a million bucks and buy a house. That's great. So yes. a lot of people did that, myself included. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Same. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. And yeah, before we knew it, the rates were on the rise. We've had two rate rises in two months and we're up for a series of rate rises from now until the end of next year. Okay. Right? So The basics of it is that when we have increased inflation, in order to bring that back down into a nice two to three percenter, we need Mm -hmm. to lift rates. And the reason we need to lift rates is because that slows consumer spending, right? Right. If you can't borrow as much as what you could before, Mm -hmm. right, then you don't have enough cash Mm -hmm. to make your mortgage repayments, keep up with the, you know, cost of living Mm -hmm. and spend discretionarily on things like holidays and, you know, right. things that you don't really need. So that's kind of where so we're... So we're contracting national spending in order to min- in order to maximise the worth of a dollar basically right now. Well, exactly, yeah. exactly, right? So if we don't do that, and the risk associated with not actually increasing the rates is that we have a risk of the inflation just spiralling out of control, Yeah. Right? right? And the more that happens, the less length, if you like, our money will go, right? Yes, so we're going to like Germany in the 30s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the or fear. Or Lebanon now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's really Lebanon bad. is fucked right now. Really? Absolutely. Lebanon is really, really, yeah. really fucked. Yeah. Sri Lanka is also experiencing a very really? similar thing. Yeah. Um, Lebanon, the inflation there is like, like you cannot even comprehend. Like you cannot even afford to buy a bag of bread. Yeah. Or rice or yeah. anything. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. really what happens when inflation gets completely out of control? You get hyperinflation, mm-hmm. right? Which is, yeah, if effectively like our dollar, think about how far a dollar can go today. You buy milk for $5, mm-hmm. you know, in half a year's time, maybe it's worth um, 40 bucks. Yeah. You and, know? The, and your salary isn't going exactly, up, right? Exactly. Right. And in lieu of wage increases that keep up with inflation, mm-hmm. at least your money's going backwards. Yeah. You know what absolutely. I mean? So it's really scary. It is we, really we, scary. We really do have to be lifting the rates. So it's a good thing that they are doing it. Yes. Even though it sucks for mortgage owners. Yeah. Right so now. P- someone someone asked why I think people as well forget that there are mechanisms in the economy that work together in order to have a positive outcome, like minimizing inflation, right? Yeah. They think that it's just banks being greedy. Yeah. But that isn't the case, is it? No, not at all. So the banks effectively are on charging the costs that they are now incurring to borrow money. So when we talk about the cash rate, Mm -hmm. that's what – the cash rate is the interest rate that banks pay when they lend to and borrow from each Mm -hmm. other, Mm -hmm. right? So that's like the raw cost of money, if you like. So they have to pass that on because if they don't, and they're not making any money. Yes, why would they and exist? They're a bank, so they have to make money. <laughs> yeah, and also then if the banks all crash, then we have we have no banks. And also we have 
much as employment. So we actually do need the banks to make money. We so do need the banks, correct. I yeah, mean, not, exactly. I mean, some of them are a bit daunting. I but you know, know. I know. But <laughs> you know. it's not just Moving them going, on. hey, I'm going to hike these rates for no mm. apparent reason. No reason. No. So what does that mean for people who are maybe, people were dealing with me saying, you know, I've saved for the past 10 years to mm. buy a house yeah. and I finally have a deposit. Mm. Is it silly to buy one now with inflation going up and with cash rates going up? Um, look, that's, it's a tricky question because it really just does depend on circumstance. But mm-hmm. generally, the housing market, the way it correlates with interest rates is that if interest rates rise, then the housing market comes yeah. down right? So if somebody's been saving and they haven't purchased, then the ball's in their court. It's a pretty good time for them, right? Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, because they've got money. They're ready to go. Even though having money in the bank is no good right now because of inflation, it's gone backwards, right? But that's okay. Um, If they're ready to go, then potentially from now until the end of next year, if, and a very big if, Mm -hmm. the policies that the RBA is saying they're implementing at this point. So if the series of rate rises do occur, mm-hmm. then it's we'll see a correlation in, in reduction of house prices. So okay. they're saying that we're up for a series of rate rises from now until the end of next year that might push the cash rate up to 2.5%, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. which is major. In terms of home loans, that will look like a 5% variable, right? Yeah, so right. it's pretty high. Mm-hmm. Now, directly correlating is the fall in house prices. The chief economist at CBA is anticipating a 15% correction wow. in house prices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So much of the gains that were made in the pandemic, and in some capital cities, there were you know mm-hmm. as much as 40%, which is yep. wild, mm. will be corrected right. if the interest rates continue to rise the way that they are saying they will. But that just depends on a whole range of things mm-hmm. because inflation right now is occurring, true, and we have to lift the rates, but we have to look at why inflation is occurring too, mm-hmm. right? And there's a whole bunch of facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where do I start? <laughs> so excited. I know, I love it. I love this shit. <laughs> so, yeah. In terms of um, people who want to buy a house, so Say they've saved, but say they've saved, they want a million dollar house. So the maths is easy, right? Mm. And they've saved 20%. So they've saved $200,000. A million dollar house that they want to purchase would obviously be a lesser quality house right now, right? And then as the prices go down, it will become a quote unquote higher quality, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You can get a better house. You can get a better house, right? Mm Is it wise to stay in that same ballpark that you look at anyway in terms of like the the quality of house mm. so that your actual repayments don't go out of control when inflation continues to rise? Does that question make sense? Like if you have, because you have a bigger deposit, right? Yeah. So if you have $200,000, you could go, oh my God, hell yeah, now I can afford a five-bedroom house rather than a three-bedroom house. Right, but you're but, still spending the million bucks. Yeah, you're still spending yeah. a million. Yeah. And then your repayments are going to be higher, right, as time goes on. So what's the advice? Yeah. That, is it just, get a fixed, just to get a fixed loan? Well, the repayments will be higher, right, but you've, you've essentially bought a better thing, right? right so okay. your, your capital growth on that, inve- on that better thing might mm. be a little bit better than what it would have been on Good the one. shittier quality right. house. Does that kind yeah, of make yeah, sense? Totally. So it's like kind of a uh, double, double-edged sword. Right. In terms of like fixing rates, yeah. if you had asked me this question last year, mm. I would have said, fix that shit, right? And yeah, that's, mine's 75% fixed, 25% variable. Yeah, that's yeah. smart. And you yeah. probably have like a really low fixed rate on that 75%. Yeah. yeah. So 
this time last year you could get a fix, you could get a fixed rate for like one point nine percent or yeah. something ridiculous. Sorry, can I ask what is fixed and variable oh, here? Yeah. I'm yeah. sitting here and I'm like, you two know your shit. But <laughs> I know, like, <laughs> if somebody's one. listening, is like, what the fuck is variable? <laughs> yeah. I'm having said that, my partner did try to explain it to me. <laughs> I did not understand Let's it. Let's so. do yeah. the most. You do the most basic way of explaining. Okay, the basic way is that a fixed rate does not change with fluctuations in the cash rate. Right. Okay. So if you get if you've got a seventy five percent fixed mortgage, so let's say you borrow a million bucks, you fix it at four percent. Right. Whether the interest rate, the cash uh, rate goes okay. up or down, that does not affect your interest on okay. your paying right? on the repayments. On the re- yeah, the repayments don't change. Okay. So it was like the lowest ever. I was like, bitch, I'm having this shit fixed, and then partly variable, just yeah. my offset account will. Exactly. So what's the advantage of having a variable then in that case? Well, like Abby just mentioned, if you've got additional cash, right, when you have a variable component of a mortgage, you can have an offset account that's linked, right? So that's just an offset account is a normal bank account and linked to your mortgage. For every dollar that's in your offset, you don't pay interest on that dollar, right? Okay. So if you've got like a million dollars fixed and 200 grand variable, but you've got 200 grand sitting in your offset, then you're not paying any interest mm-hmm. on that variable component. Okay. Because I get paid yeah. in big chunks. Yeah. It's like I get paid in big chunks, then nothing. Big chunks are nothing. Yeah. It's good for me because then I, I just put an offset. Okay. So then it minimizes my repayments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, your interest that's charged. Interest, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Thank right. you very much for this. You're welcome. <laughs> sorry. <man. laughs> and then an offset account. Someone did ask what an offset account actually is. Yeah. So you basically yeah. explained it. Yeah. yeah, so it's just yeah. a... It's a bank account that is associated with your home loan, right? Mm-hmm. And you can use it as a normal account. So I use my offset account for all my everyday spending, mm-hmm. all my money's in there. It's just whatever. So every every dollar that's in there offsets part of your loan, mm-hmm. right? So the more money that's in the offset, the less interest you're going to pay. Okay. Yeah. So back to my original question, Lol, sorry, tangent vibes, but this podcast <laughs> is everyone. Get a grip. <laughs> like, if you don't like that, find something else. You steal the money. Um, so basically... It is a good time to buy a house if you've got your deposit saved, but maybe like hold out for a bit for prices to drop. Uh, or what do you... Yeah, look... It's, it's individualised, obviously. It's individualised. The, the The problem is that timing the market can be a very precarious thing because no one has a crystal ball. And even though the RBA is like, yep, we're going to hike rates, don't forget, six months ago, they said that they weren't. No, yeah. Right? So yeah. I have zero faith. <laughs> Yeah. In the RBA right. right now. They've lost me. Um, yeah. so, sorry, RBA. Yeah, sorry, You've Mr. Lost Lowe. You've lost me. The tax man made underscore. <laughs> sorry. Fuck that underscore. It really pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> it was just taken without the underscore. Honestly, I was like, who are you, tax man? I don't know. So rude. <laughs> so it um, is very individualised. Yeah, so timing the market can be a hard thing. You very rarely get it right. You know mm. what I mean? But... There is something to be said for this correction that is, you know, every economist is predicting because mm-hmm. of the interest rate rises. So I would encourage everyone to kind of keep track of the interest rate mm-hmm. rises and just kind of, you know, gauge the economy, engage okay. the situation as we come up to the end of this year. Right, okay. In terms of our repayments increasing, mm. so I think that another issue people are having, and this isn't their fault at all, it's because of the incredible high numbers that we're seeing in terms of housing prices. Yeah. People have stretched themselves to their fullest, right, in terms of how much they can pay for their mortgage repayments. And that was on the lowest interest rate that had been seen for a long time. Yeah. And now that it's going up, it's getting increased by hundreds of dollars a month, depending on how big your uh, mortgage is. Yeah. So what do you think is a good maybe leeway to leave yourself? Because I think that will be an important thing when buying a house 
people that, you know, they earn the same amount every month. Mm. What's a good percentage of your wage or what's a good leeway to leave yourself in terms of inflation? Because Yeah, you mean like a buffer? A buffer, yeah. yeah because I've seen, like, I saw some stats and this this is not, I'm not remembering exactly, but it was like a million dollar loan is going to go up by $400 a month, which to a lot of people... Yeah, that's a lot. Is a, that is a lot. Yeah. That's your groceries for the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's closer to like five hundred. To be fair, on is a million it? dollar loan. Yeah, yeah. If, if the predictions are correct. So it's going to yeah, increase. Massive. So how how much would you have as a buffer? Well, look, what's interesting is that the stats actually tell us that a lot of Aussies have huge buffers. That's hot for us. Right? Well so done. Well done, yeah. Australia. I love you. And the reason why we all have huge buffers is because the pandemic. Right, because we couldn't go anywhere, we couldn't do shit, we couldn't spend our money. Everybody just accumulated all these savings, and especially if you already owned a house, a lot of people had their deferred, they deferred their payments. So mortgage payments, a lot of people didn't pay them for a you know a portion of two years, Mm. right? So yeah, yeah, a lot of people have a lot of built up buffers already. Um, But having said that, not everybody does, especially if you bought you know, at the back end of like of last year, like me. And me. And <laughs> yeah. me as well. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so in terms of in terms of buffers, I always say that at least you want to be having, you know, six months worth of repayments in your bank account. Okay. In cash. Okay. Right. And that will leave you enough, you know, liquidity to kind of combat any kind of inflation or interest rate rise. Okay. But at the same time, it's not going to be the be-all and end-all, you need to make adjustments to your budget because mm. these interest rate rises are not cute. $500 a month, you're going to have to find that somewhere, yeah. especially if you come off a fixed term, you know, at the end of the year or mid-next year, yeah. right? So I think we're going to find a lot of people are squeezed in terms of like their discretionary spending, so mm-hmm. holidays, um, eating out yeah. and things like that, okay. yeah. Other questions we had were about debt Mm. and how to handle debt. So the biggest one was about hex. Yeah. Uh, and people were asking if they should pay off their hex when they have a big chunk of money in Sorry, one bond. Can I tell you why Helen is laughing? When I asked her this question on the phone, I couldn't say hex correctly because yeah, I'm not like, Australian. So we is H E X E and I was like, what? Hex. So that's why she was laughing at that one. Sorry, international We might have we have internationals, don't we? Sure. Yeah, yeah, we do, we do. There's a decent portion from the US listening. Oh, so. Americans. Okay. Hello. So this is kind of <laughs> like your student loans. <laughs> but we get it from the government. We get a student loan from the government and they pay for our uni and we pay it back when we get a, a well enough paying job. We just like slowly pay it back in little chunks. And Good explanation. The, yeah, and the more the more you earn, the more you've got to pay. Pay by off last tax. Oh, that so is awesome. So I know, I was yeah, so stoked. Congrats. But it's not like, hex for me was ever stressful, but like, I never really cared. But so, you know, it, yeah, just on that, you know why it wasn't stressful? Because we lived in, like, the last 10 years, there's been no real inflation, right? Yeah. And because of that, our hex debts haven't been indexed at substantial amounts. So do you know what indexing is? No. Okay. So your hex debt, everybody's hex debt, is indexed in March of every year. And what that mean is, it means is that it's adjusted to oh. keep in line with inflation, Right. Mm. So this time last year or March last year, everyone's hex debts were indexed at 0.6%, which is basically nothing. nothing. It's a free loan. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. if somebody asked me last year, should I pay my hex debt down or should I focus on other goals? I'd be like, 
No because way. Why debt, would you yeah. even pay your hex debt? You know, right. it's free money. But that's completely turned on its head. Right. This year, in the March that just passed, everybody's debts were was indexed by 3.9%, uh, which wow. is disgusting. Wow. Just for context, if you've got like a 20 grand hex debt, that's 800 bucks on top. No reason. <gasps> That's Mine yeah. was like 50 grand, my hex debt, yeah. side note. Well, if, if it was 50 grand and you hadn't paid it down, you'd be paying an extra two grand wow. now just for indexation. Yeah. And then next year when it goes up again, and it keeps it's, going. it's whatever, say it's 5% then on top of that extra yep. two grand that exactly. we had the year before. So it just keeps growing and growing exactly. and growing with the interest. Yeah. And for anyone that's just like accumulated a debt very recently and maybe isn't earning enough to pay it down just yet, yeah. that's going to hit real hard. Because it's indexed on the balance. So if you're not making any repayments, right, you're oh, just, it's just going to keep. Oh, so wow. the more you owe, the higher, like the more exactly, you're going to yeah, be. Because it's just yeah, on the balance. Wow, that's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So that's why we were never stressed about it. Because it was yeah, like, I never even thought about why it. Why do I care? It's free money. I'll just pay it when I have to in my tax return. But this now, is, this hey, is our boomer advantage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We are. They're going to go. Yeah, literally. You, you understand your generation. Yeah. I never got your percent <laughs> Oh my god! We finally have. We finally have something. We have something. As millennials, we finally have yeah. a. Wow, we live in the golden era of hex debt. Even though our parents got free uni, but still, we've got That's something. True. That's true. Poor Gen. <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. To be a Gen I cut you off just saying because we just with we just won at something. <laughs> um. Yeah, I so lost my train of thought. Thing. I'm too excited. Yeah. What were we talking about? So that, was, well, so that was all a timing thing. That was just yeah, a... Yeah, it was literally just a time. We, we wow. just got lucky with lucky that period. Yeah, yeah. Lucky that pay went off literally. Yeah, I think exactly. last, last quarter really, or something. Really, 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 really good year. timing. Yeah. Um, so right now you would say maybe what, increase your payments or would you um, just leave it as is if you've already, if you're already yeah. paying it off? Again, it kind of like comes down circumstantially to mm. everybody and or like their spare cash situation, yeah. right? So if you've got spare cash and you're not redirecting it to other investments or to other goals, then I would seriously be considering at mm. this point making extra repayments because mm. if, you know, it's 3.9% based on the last, you know, year, if we're predicting inflation, which we are to get to 7% by the end of the year, then that mm. indexation figure next year is going to be heaps higher. Out of control. Yeah. Right. Okay. So maybe maybe put a bit less towards, would you say like split it a little bit towards HEX and then saving for a house? Or is the house the, prior, the absolute priority? It's it, Look, it depends. Individual. It really, individual. Yeah. Okay. Individual, really. It okay. does, does depend. But, I mean, look, HEX is kind of a debt that, they often refer to it as the cheapest debt you'll ever have. So why would you pay it down, like we said? True. And there's no real requirement to pay it down if you're not earning enough, right? Mm-hmm. There's no other debt that operates like that. Yeah. So if you feel like you want to buy a house now and you'll deal with your hex debt later, then it's fine. It's, fine. it's not the end of the world. No. Right. Yeah, because if you do end up you know, losing your job or becoming unable to pay certain debts, you're never going to be forced to pay your hex debt if exactly, you're unemployed. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, you always have to make mortgage repayments and you always have to pay rent yes. and you always have to eat. Right. So. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now, in terms of debt, what is good versus bad debt? Yeah. And, yeah, what? How <laughs> do we know that? What? <laughs> wow. um, good debt is when the actual loan itself is, like, hooked up to 
wealth, like creation of wealth, right? Mm -hmm. So it's hooked up to an asset maybe. So if you've borrowed to buy a house, that's good debt because it's secured against an asset that is potentially going to give you some sort of capital return in the future. Good debt is investing in, if you take out a loan to invest in the share market, for example, Mm -hmm. because that's also got some projection of growth. If you take out a loan to buy a business, Mm -hmm. that's good debt Mm -hmm. because it's going to give you some sort of return. Mm -hmm. Bad debt on the other side is consumer debt, which is like, uh, credit cards. Mm. Yeah, credit cards, afterpay, buy now. Car? Or is a car and a weird one because it's an asset but it's... Oh, cars are a weird one right now because of what's happening with the bloody car market. Oh, so cars, Lem, do you know about this car yeah, situation? it's wild. No, so I don't know about the car situation. I feel like there's so much I don't know right now. Uh, but what's so happening with the cars? I've been trying to buy a fucking car Oh, yeah. And it's it's impossible to find a car that is available right now. So I've had my Master 3. Yeah. I mean, little Master 3. Yeah. Since 2017. (laughs) I literally, it's scraped on every corner, which is actually okay for me because I scraped. I literally scraped this morning, actually. Yeah. And I was like, don't care. Keep going. How weird I scraped my car this morning, too. Literally, wow. Besties. Um, But I've been trying to buy a new car. Not even like a new one, just like a used one or any car that's like an upgrade. Secondhand car market is just nuts. It's out of control. Secondhand cars are sometimes now more expensive than new car. It's not sometimes. It's up. It's up fifty percent. What right now? Out of control. The second because the COVID and the war in Russia and a whole bunch of other supply chain disruptions have caused the the new car market to kind of just shit itself. We don't have supply of new cars. No. Right. So everybody's turning to the secondhand car market. So. You could have bought a car oh. like five years ago, and you can sell it for more than for you more. bought it for, which what? is an That's absolute. Fucked. Wow. Just like yeah. my master is very worse for wear. She's a bit fucked. She's very <laughs> fucked. I can get a few grand for her. She's really <laughs> fucked. Like, yeah, but yeah, but you could probably sell it for probably a good price. Probably a decent. I would price. say yeah. So in terms of like good debt and bad debt, cars are a funny one right now, but generally they're considered bad debt okay. because they are a depreciating asset. So you okay. buy a car. You lose five grand on it as soon as you drive it out of the dealership. Right. Right. And am I right remembering that um, from my year nine accounting class that. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do accounting in fucking property economics. Year nine my accounting? Year nine acu- yeah, baby, year nine accounting. No way. Yeah, what was his name? Mr. McDermott or something? Mr. McPherson? <laughs> what the hell? I never <laughs> learned lovely. accounting in year nine. No, he was lovely. <laughs> yeah. He was great. What a legend. Catholic school things, I guess. Um, yeah, I went to a Catholic school too. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe the Catholics in Brisbane are very into accounting. I don't know. The nuns. The nun- we had nuns my, with us. My school was run by nuns. Stop. Yeah. We had them on campus and they got kicked out. It was awful. Kicked out? Why? Yeah. All Bad nuns. To- <laughs> they were all really lovely. They were all really lovely, but they got kicked out. It was really sad. Why? We got a new I'm principal. So we, had, we had a nun principal. Sign Me up, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. And then she retired and then we got a non-nun principal for the first time in the school's history. Right. And then they kicked all the nuns off the <laughs> Dude, condo and we used sounds, it as a spare room. How weird. This sounds really similar. I wonder if... Are you anyway, from the we'll same school? <laughs> School. No, I didn't go. It wasn't Brisbane. No, no, no. Maybe it was the same. I reckon it was run by like the same order of people. Was it Irish Catholic? No. Sorry, God. Sorry, God. Back to the nuns. Yeah. Okay. Well, what the? Oh, accounting. Okay. So, am I right in saying you should pay off? I remember is is the rule is to pay off bad debt first. Yeah, always, always, always. Get rid of your bad debt. I mean, ideally don't have it in the first place. Yeah, right. right? But that's easier said than done. That's another thing. So I don't know know if this is a misconception or if I have a misconception about a misconception, (laughs) right? Have I double negative this misconception? I'm following. Right? So 
I, on TikTok, people are always like, and on like in life, everyone's like, you should get a credit card and if you regularly pay it off, that's a sign you can pay off debt. Then I saw an Australian um, like financial expert be like, no, 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 that's like an American thing. It's better in Australia to just have no credit cards yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's right? Specifically, if you want to get a home loan, mm. right? No credit cards ever. Well, I, how fucked is this? I got denied for my home loan. Yeah. Right? Um... You got denied from your home loan? Me? <laughs> what? I have five income streams and, and we, we fixed it the next day. Like it was just, but I initially got denied from Nepotism? my home loan. Nepotism? How did you fix it? Okay, Oh no. my God, <laughs> no. Because it was, I missed, I fucking, because I have ADHD, mm. I always forget to pay things. Like, and it's not, it's not that I don't have the money. It's that I literally just, I see something, I get a text at, like yeah, right now, like, I get a text being like, you owe this money and I'll go, I'll do it later. And then I won't remember. Yeah. So I didn't pay a fucking $20 fee on my credit card oh. for a month. And they were like, sorry. And yep. I was like, I have the mortgage already with you guys. I literally look how much money is my fucking oh bank my account. <laughs> I have a forty percent yeah. deposit. Well, what was it? They it just fucked up your credit score. Yes, my oh. twenty dollar fee on my fucking yeah, credit card. It's so annoying. And I said, Julian, my, my, my accountant. I was like, Julian, I'm <laughs> getting rid of the fucking credit card. I was like, I'm never fucking doing with this shit ever again. It fucked me in the yeah, ass. Yeah, exactly. And we only could rectify it because I had to prove that I had like, I only paid twenty percent deposit. But I had a forty percent deposit in my account. So mm. I had to prove that I had so much money and all this money coming as well. Mm. I had to prove it to get out of the $20 fee. Yeah, that's crazy. It's because like when it's reported as bad credit, it's not like there's no specific amount. Do you know what I mean? You've just like defaulted on the 20 bucks. Yeah. That's it. It's on your your credit score until you rectify it with um, good credit behaviours for a particular period of time. Or if the place has made it like the credit provider or the credit reporting agency has made an error – then they can fix it on their end. But if it, it was wasn't an error and you didn't pay the 20 bucks. I, I didn't pay 20 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, if $20 loses me a yeah. fucking mortgage, well, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. That's the thing. A lot of my clients, when they go for home loans, the first thing that the broker will say or the bank will say is get rid of your credit card, pay it out, cut it up. That's it. Cool. All right, that's some great advice. I might get I, my credit card still is only a one thousand dollar limit. <laughs> I don't why. have a credit card. I'm too scared of getting a credit no, card. To be yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. Like, I was so scared. And I had it when I was I worked in hospitality because I was like, oh, if my car breaks down, I'll you know you know how to like, yeah yeah I yeah buff no, no, for no. one. Fair enough. But I think it's time to get rid of it. Well, her. I think that's like it, yeah, it talks to the crux of the issue is that it's so readily available for young people when mm. they need it, right? Mm. And when they think they need it, yeah. right? And they use it. I mean, no offence to young people, but, no you know, offense, no offence to, you know, um, but they use it for just stuff that, you know, they don't need to use it for. And then before they know it, it's ballooned out and they they can't get out of it. Credit that happened to my friend with yeah. like 10 grand, 20 yeah. grand Australian, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Where she just like over the years predatory. just kept yeah. spending and spending from her credit limits. Exactly. And then that's I know. it. Like, and it's so hard to get rid of it once you come to realise it. Yeah, you know, this is really, really bad debt. So it's the same mm. with things like, I know that afterpay is different because they don't charge you interest and I mm. get that, but I'm not a fan of buy now, pay later because, look, man, if you can't afford the dress today, mm. don't buy it. Yeah. So what is afterpay seen on your credit score? So many M&Ms now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you tell us podcasts are so fucking loosey-goosey? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, People are so, like, fucking rigid in their podcasts and I'm like... <laughs> Want a fucking M&M? Maybe I'll have the oh, Snickers got, now. you got your Snickers. Yeah. So um, you've got them brings treats. I know. I Thanks, just Lem. think it's, you know, you need sugar sometimes. Thank it's you. It's so lovely. Thanks. Um, what was the question? Um, fucking. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the question? Oh, I know. Afterpay. 
How oh, yeah. does Afterpay affect and does it does it is it kind of like a roundabout way of affecting your credit score or is it a very like direct link? Like do I look at your yeah. afterpay history? Afterpay is a funny one because if you're not late with your repayments, then it won't affect your credit score, i.e. if you pull up a credit report, it won't say that you've, you know, fucked up with afterpay. Yeah. But if you're late, then it will affect your credit score, right? right? However, having said that, the banks are really, really iffy about afterpay. They don't like it, right? right. So if you're going for a home loan mm. and they can see that you've got afterpay transactions coming out of your bank account, mm. then they likely will think that, i.e., you don't know how to manage money or something mm. like that. They, make, they may make some maybe unwarranted assertions. The banks are like that. Yeah. But they don't like it because it looks like you are kind of spending without your means and if they see more than two transactions per month, mm. then they'll take it as an expense that you've got recurring forever. Oh, right, wow. yeah, like a loan repayment or something, right? Okay. So it will actually decrease your borrowing capacity. Oh, wow. Yeah, or your serviceability. I should wow. say. Wow. Yeah. More little afterpay. So yeah, be careful with okay. afterpay. All right. Um, now the last two questions, I guess, is about like actually getting naughty little hands on a mortgage because it's like everyone's mm. honestly. I had completely given up on ever buying a house when I was on The Bachelor. Like, all my friends as well are just like... Yeah, because it just feels so... Never going to happen. Out of reach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unless, yeah. like, our parents die and leave us a house. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking mum the other day, side note, mum was like, um, oh, I've done my will. I was like, cool, you're 60, but, like, I guess you're organised. Yeah. And she's like, so you girls can have the house, 60 you know. is a good age right. to do your yeah. will apps. <laughs> I know, but I was like, mum, at least 30 years, get a grip. My dog fucking died last week, now to make your fucking will. Oh. I know, rest in peace, Marco. Oh, R.I.P. I know, I'm so babe. sorry. I know, little prince. <laughs> but she was like, Dal, look, also, I'm going to, this is actually on the top of inflation. Oh, Dal, I've got, I'm going tomorrow to the to the graveyard. And I was like, why? And she was like, to pick out a plot. Oh, shit. And I was like, wow. <laughs> because she was like, well, Dal, you know, I'll be next to Grandma and Pa, bit of a bargain. I think get a bit for cheaper if we have three in a row. And also, <laughs> and also she goes. I love that cost saving. She goes, well, she, well, she goes, and with the price of bloody inflation, honestly, with inflation, by the time I die, you'll be thinking, wow, mummy got a great deal on her, on her grave. I was like, I don't think that when you die. Mummy having a great deal and a great. She's like, no, Dal. You know, the how cost- thoughtful of your mum, though. See, I was very lucky to grow up in a house where everyone talked about inflation rates and mortgage costs and everything. Yeah, yeah, mum yes. was be- very cautious, and she's like, no, Dal. You know, cheaper and also inflation's bloody out of control. People, she's look not, at the price she's of not lettuce. Wrong. Oh, no. Don't even start with fucking, fucking lettuce. The lettuce I'm is fucking I'm not eating a salad now. until that fucking price of lettuce comes Oh, my down, God. Let me tell you. Literally. Um, but so, yeah, so, so the question basically is, sorry, tangent vibes. The question is, I guess one of them is, is it better to deal with a mortgage broker or to deal directly with the bank? And what's the difference? Because I've dealt with mortgage brokers and I quite liked it. Yes. Well, my recommendation, I'm not a broker by any means, but I would always deal with brokers. Because um, my accountant. Oh, yeah, awesome. Very convenient. Yeah. No emailing for me. So ADHD. good. Great. I go, Julian, deal with it. <laughs> I love Give me some money, Jules. Yeah, Julian, how much can I afford? He just tells me, right? How good is that? And he's like, you can yeah. afford this. And I'm like, all right, fucking halve it. And then- <laughs> yeah, that's mad. So yeah. the, the reason that brokers, I'd prefer them is because they, well, they're not affiliated with any one bank, so they don't have any kind of like, mm. you know, reasons to, to select mm. banks over the other. And also there's... Not only do they have the big four banks available, right, but they've got hundreds of other lenders, right? Yeah, so they've just got like a huge panel of lenders, right? You don't have to stick with the big four. There are mm. other lenders that might accommodate best for your circumstance, right? Well, I had a weirdo one where I wanted to buy this apartment yeah. and it was company title. 
Oh, yeah, those are weird. So fucking weird. Basically, it's like, from what I understood... You like buy into a business that owns the yeah. You buy into a company that block. owns the block. Yeah, instead owns, of Strata. Instead yeah. of Strata, so you had to oh. like it was really weird. But I had to have a thirty percent deposit, and I had to go to this random bank to get my <laughs> loan. And I was yeah. like, "Who are you?" And I was like, "I don't really mind going to a random bank, but like it was yes." But he was able to find that for me. Yeah. I was just like, "I can't do it." Exactly. You know? Well, a lot of people are kind of also can be a little bit averse to not going with a major bank. They think there's something wrong with it, right? Mm. So they're like, "Why can't I get a loan through you know Combank or ANZ or whatever?" Mm. But yeah, I would just say look at the deal, look at the application, look at your rates, look at the terms because a lot of those little lenders, they're able to do more for you than the big oh. big banks in some circumstances. So, okay. yeah. Is there Did a benefit of going to the, directly to the banks or probably best just get a mortgage broker? And there's really no benefit because if you go to a bank directly, then it's they're literally going to sell you their own product yeah. instead of you know having a look at everything else that's on the market. Yeah. And what I find with banks, they can be a little bit cheeky and they won't... <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, you, you yeah. should not tell me. Yeah. Right, so, so, so. Sorry, and they won't kind of like spruce the offset account thing. They yeah. are. So yeah. mum and I yesterday yeah. for an hour were bitching about this. Mum had two, two hour, one hour was the graveside, the other hour was fucking <laughs> mortgages. <laughs> what a riveting family afternoon. Oh, I did dogs as well. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, no, because she told me to mix in her ashes with the dog's ashes anyway. It was very funny, um, but not really. She's like, put Lulu and Rosie with me in my urn. I was like, you're fucked. But anyway, it was mixed vibes. <laughs> Anyway, so so we were talking about how fucked it is, and I, and I was like, I reckon, but this is a conspiracy theory I didn't want to bring up on air, but I'm going to bring it up now. <laughs> I was like, I reckon, I'm so lucky that I had gorgeous Julian, King Julian, <laughs> because Julian, A, is my accountant, and B, is a mortgage broker, so he would have had, like, to some degree, like, my best interest, right? Yeah. Like, well, I think to a big degree, but people could call me an A for that. I love Julian, <laughs> as you can tell. But he, like, knows what I, what I need and, like, and like will go and find the best um, yeah, rate, yeah, right? yeah. But I was like, if you go to, like, to a bank, and most people will just go to a bank, right? Yeah, they like, will. I only yeah. went through a lender because Julian it was your is accountant. one. And he yeah. was like, I was like, I want to buy a house. Like, oh, I'm a mortgage broker. I'll do it for you, right? Yeah. And it was so easy. Oh. He just did everything. Yeah. But I would have probably just walked into ANZ or whatever. Yeah, you wouldn't have known where to start for a mortgage broker. And then I yeah. reckon, this is my theory. Here's my theory, everyone. I think that when, when the interest rates are really fucking low, they encourage everyone to go on variable rates yeah. knowing they'd rise. Mm. That's my what, conspiracy the theory. Just, or the, the, yeah. the people. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. oh, why would well, they encourage a fixed rate back then? Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't, would they? They, they, they wouldn't really. They yeah. wouldn't because they know in the future, in the 30 years, yeah. of a long fucking time, 30 years, 1%, Jesus. <laughs> but also, like, on the flip side, mm. like, when we had interest rates being cut, that's no good for banks. It's not good, is that? No, right? Because they're losing interest you know, they're mm. they're losing income essentially. Mm. So, but when it was really low, remember how it was when it was like you were saying before when yeah. it was fucked up low. Yeah, I reckon they weren't encouraging me. Well, me? I don't know, abs. Just because, to, yeah, probably just you. You know why? Because <laughs> I sit and think too. And mum and I talk for too long. Because variable rates, they're going to cost the bank more money. Oh, really? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. The cash rate. Oh my god, influences so, the variable I'm rate. That. Yeah, so the variable do cost more. Well, it, if the, if it goes up, so the variable rate is based on the cash rate. And the cash rate mm. is the rate that banks lend between each other. So when a oh. bank lends you money on a variable rate, they've borrowed that money from either another bank or from the RBA, right? But the fixed rate doesn't they, it doesn't cost them mm. any more. Well, it doesn't cost them any more and they've already worked out what it costs them. Oh, so my God. It so doesn't I change. apologise to banks. So sorry, banks. I really like, accused you of being like, malicious then. We hate then. you at the same time. I accused you. <laughs> <laughs> I went full QAnon on banks. Yeah, and I was yeah. Like, you, you proper did, but I pulled I you back. I apologise. Yeah, <laughs> thanks God, Helen's here. 
Thank God the taxi man is here. Okay, the last question that everyone was asking was, what is the best way to save for a for a deposit? What is what are your best strategies for saving and budgeting? Saving and budgeting. Mm. Um, okay, so right now, I think. Look, the first thing is to have a target. Right? Mm-hmm. I know that sounds stupid, but have a savings target. So you download all your expenses into a, a sexy spreadsheet. Hot. Yeah, very. Love um, that. Work out what you're spending, work out what you're earning, work out where you want to be, how much you want to save and what you need to do to do it. Mm-hmm. Set up a separate savings account so you can actually see it visually increasing or declining mm, if you're yeah. spending too much money. And with this interest rate rises, like we are saying, it's shitty for mortgage holders, but if you have money and you're saving and you don't have a mortgage, then it might be pretty lucrative because the banks will probably pass on, well, hopefully the interest rate rises to all their deposits, to term deposits and their savings. So if I have like a yeah. money in a random account, it mm. may just increase more with the... Yeah, or, it, yeah. well, that's, that's the basis. That's the basics of it. But okay. the banks, the banks, as I said, they're cheeky. They, See, they, naughty, I was naughty. right. They <laughs> might not pass it on in full. They will always pass it on in full to their home, to the home loans, right? But in terms of the deposits, they may, they very rarely pass it on in full. Yes. Yeah. So and they're naughty. not required to do so. That's the whole thing with the banks. So when there's an interest rate rise or a cut, all eyes are on the banks to see what the fuck they're going to do. And then they, they don't want to move before the other bank moves because, like, oh, it's oh, like, oh, if they oh. if they dr- cut the rates, then we have to cut the rates. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. So in terms of the savings, it works out really well now for people that are trying to save because mm. the interest rates are going to go up, you know, inevitably on term deposits and savings accounts, mm-hmm. which is good. The other thing in terms of savings for a house deposit, so talk to your accountants or your financial advisors, but there's a the first home owner super scheme is really good, right? I don't know if you've okay, heard about what's, it. What's this? So the first homeowner super scheme is was announced by the Morrison government. That's one good thing they did. But do you, I, I, did, <laughs> did you think fucked? it was good to take from the super? No, that oh, was oh. that was not this. Oh, okay, oh, all right. I was like, no this way. was years ago. They brought yeah. it in ages ago. No, that was oh. that was the worst. Yeah, that was the po- worst that, fucking I, thing no. ever. <laughs> no, God, I was so Jesus, anti that policy. I was so concerned yeah. just then. How I thought we had to delete the no. file. <laughs> No, so this was the first homeowner super scheme, and it's still in place okay. right now under Labor. It's where if you're a first homeowner and you're trying to save for a deposit, mm-hmm. you can put money voluntarily into super, claim it as a tax deduction, yes, oh. get the money back on that particular amount that you put in, yeah. right, so that it increases your deposit quicker, right? right? And then when you're ready to buy, you can request a release of the money that you put into super, Right. The extra money you put into super. Yeah. So right. you so put the, the excess. You put the money in. So if you put 10 grand into super, yeah. right? If you're paying a marginal tax rate of 39%, you'll get 3,900 bucks from the tax office at tax time, right? Oh. You put 10 grand into your super, you'll pay some tax in there, very reduced rate of 15%. Then when you're ready to buy, you That's take cool. out the difference, which is 8,500, mm-hmm. right? And then put that on top of the 3,900 that you saved in tax. Wow. Right? So okay. it's a really good way to boost your deposit yeah. and a good way to keep saving. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Amazing. Well, you can link it in your podcast. There's like a link. Yeah, we'll do yeah. a little explanation. Yeah. Um, one more question. Sorry, that's my last one. But um, in terms of super, just like a random question, like how much should people who are putting their own super in theory, not that it's goes to me, how much should just they, they put in every year? <laughs> like I know it's like a 10 percentage of your wage, but like how much? <laughs> yeah, so it's going up on July 1, the super guarantee. So if you're working then your employer has to put 10.5%. So if you're working for yourself, I always say at least stick to that benchmark because otherwise you're going to fall behind, right? 
you won't have as much as other Australians who are earning in that in that category, right? You know, in five or ten years' time. So you want to at least keep to, to that to the rate of ten point five, right? Right. But um, yeah, if you've right. got more cash, the super is one of two strategies to reduce taxes as mm-hmm. as self like a self employed or mm-hmm. a salaried employee, and it's really 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 good, right? So the more money you put into super the less tax you pay. So do you have a tax deduction on unlimited amounts of super? No. So there are limits. Is it so 27 and a half percent? Yeah, thousand. Julian told you, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I did it recently. <laughs> Actually, yeah. my, PA, Before, my PA was like, yeah. like yeah. transfer that fucking super. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So yeah. I, just, I can see you haven't transferred it. And I was like, okay, I'm done now. That is literally what I've been doing for the last fucking Two months is mm. just talking to clients about super and making sure they're making yeah. their maximum payments and yeah. all that before the end of the year. So the limit is 27 and a half. Yes. At this time, the government has actually rolled forward the limits from the prior years as well. If you haven't used them, it's called the unused concessional. Oh. Yeah, roll forward, right? So if you haven't used them... Oh, shit, God. sorry. Fucking knock the microphone. Fuck off, Helen. Shit, Stop ruining our microphones. <laughs> yeah. Eat you- your fucking sneakers. <laughs> If you haven't used them in prior years, you can actually roll them forward to this year mm. if your super balance was under 500000 on 30 June 2021. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. You text Julian. Yeah. Um, well, Helen. Abby. Thank you. You're um, very welcome. If you want more information, guys, <laughs> follow Helen. Tax Mermaid underscore, unfortunately. <laughs> Is it? Is there a dot in between? No. no it's just no. Tax Mermaid underscore. It's simply yeah. Tax Mermaid underscore from my sheet here. Yeah, that's that was right. so good. That's I think right. I might need to get you back, actually, to answer more questions about other things. Yeah, I'd maybe, love to be back. Maybe, a, oh, it's almost tax time now. Fuck, isn't it? Jesus. I know. Two I know. weeks out from tax time. Where has the year gone? I was going to say, you should have probably asked me some tax questions today. Should have been on everyone. <laughs> Follow. That was, that's a little plug. Follow Tax Mermaid. Thanks, underscore. And Thank you'll you. be able to see my information. Thank you very much. Listener.